the Chinese year of the black milkshake. Welcome to Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast with me, Yorma Kirko, and him, Ray Mack. And we're back in our local juicer, Jimster, and our sponsor, main sponsor, James Joyce Istanbul. Also, uh, Shakers, uh, you can find us on Grow Radio UK, home of the biggest selections of podcasts 24-7. Yes, and this week's show is fuller than an NHS dentist waiting list. We've got the usual fun and games plus... Well, going back to that waiting list, Jimmy, a bit like our show, after a few episodes, you mm. get to know the drill. You do. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little taster for something later. Anyway. Oh, looking forward to that. <laughs> Greg the Cleaner, swinging by Hansi's Pampas Grass Party Gymster later. <laughs> And we're going to suss out <laughs> what's really going on. Well, will and he we suss talk? out? That's the big question, isn't it? That's the big question. Our <laughs> lovable Greg, will he suss it out? And we've also got Kevin Spacey arranging a lad's night out and a double world champion athlete coming up later in the show. Wow, that is something, isn't it? Uh, now, if you've ever found yourself not sure what to call one of those Middle Eastern sandwiches, you know, where they, they grill meat on a, on a vertical spit and then put it in bread with salad and things like that, you might think you have an idea of what you would call it. But maybe, like me, you've called them the wrong name once or twice, upsetting some people and their ethnic background. So if you've ever done that, you're in good company. Ray, how would you... I, I know that in most English-speaking companies, they call them doner kebabs, but, you know, it's, it's doner, isn't it? Uh, which, which means turning. But how, how would you describe a doner, Ray? <laughs> Living in Turkey all these years. Well, I, I'm watering at the mouth at the moment because last week <laughs> you, you were talking, you were talking about hamburgers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doner, doner kebab, definitely a dish of uh, Turkish origin, Jimmy. And like you said, it's on the spit. It's a seasoned meat stacked on a, a spit mm-hmm. or a rod. Yeah, and you said in in the shape of an inverted cone, turned slowly. How do you describe that knife, Jimmy? That long, big sword-like knife. And I, slices I, the tin, yeah, the tin I, t- I tend to call it a big knife. <laughs> a big knife, yeah, <laughs> you, big, you big bollocks. You can get electric ones as well for it, can't you? Uh, you can indeed, but I love going down uh, Istiklal Street. In You can see all those all those dunner shops, mm-hmm. and they're out there. It looks as dangerous as hell. I wouldn't get too close to that, Jimmy. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they're, they're, what, what, what are we yeah. talking about? 60 centimeters, one of those knives, maybe? Absolutely, sharp as hell. Like I said, mm-hmm. Jimmy, the, the tin slices from uh, the outer layer of the meat as it cooks, yummy, yummy. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, of Turkish origin, although the Greeks would say that it wasn't. Ray, what would it, what's a shawarma then? Because it sounds pretty similar to what you just described. A shawarma. <laughs> oh, God, you got me there, pal. I have a second clue. Well, guess I'll what? Stick. Mm. It, it's everything that you just described, but it's from <laughs> Syria and Lebanon and the Middle East, and they say it's not Turkish at all. Now, of course, if you're confused about this, you're not the only ones. The next lads are confused. 
and they've actually got a song about this. Uh, now, these guys that we're just going to play, it's only a short clip, but we mentioned it last week, but they call themselves two Jews for uh, technical reasons. I think there are not three of them, and they're certainly not Buddhists. But they're, they're a comedy singing duo based in Berlin, and they're brilliant, these guys, Ray. Have you, have you seen them? No, but I'm about to check it out on yeah, yeah. YouTube after I do some homework. Yeah, they're great, yeah. Um, and what they do is they do the comedy clubs in, in Germany, but the whole act is in English. Now, one of them is a, is a former opera singer, actually, and mm-hmm. the other one plays guitar, and they do beautiful harmonies together. But what they also do is just walk the streets of Berlin, bursting into song at random places. And here's one that they performed at some kind of kebab shop in Berlin. And if you watch the video, have a look for this video. It is brilliant watching the bemusement on people's faces outside. And, you know, there's that classic dilemma. Do we ask for a doner or a schwammer or a gyros even? Because I'm not going to say it's all the same. Here we go. <laughs> Brilliant, Jimmy. You know, as a great as a great Turkish chef once quoted Jimmy, <laughs> why have abs when you can have kebabs? Yes, or a, or a burrito. As he said there, anyway. Yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah, so check them out on YouTube. They've done some great songs. Absolutely yeah. great songs. And next time I'm in Germany, I'm going to try and see if I can actually watch them as well. So, Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So um, I'm actually hoping we can get them on the show. They gave us permission to play that song. Um, So let's see. Anyway. Celebrity, true or false? Are you ready, Jimmy? I would say so. Good man. Hugh Hefner, Playboy's founder, bought a jet plane in the late 60s to throw lavish parties, and he nicknamed it Bugsy's Baby. I'm thinking of Bugsy. I'm thinking of Bugsy Malone. I'm thinking of Bugs Bunny. Um... My wife's father used to call her Bugsy when she was a little girl because she thought that Bugs Bunny was her boyfriend. And she used to have a play telephone where she'd tell him that she was speaking to, <laughs> to Bugs Bunny. Um, but Bugsy's babies, why would he do that? I, surely Playboy, it would be something more to do with bunnies, wouldn't it? Surely. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to say it wasn't Bugsy's. It was Bunny's babes or something like that. Okay, it is false. It was called the Big Bunny. Okay, 
Well, I told I, I said it would be Bunny and not Bugsy. I was not far off yet. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, that now retired uh, jet was almost as famous as the Playboy Mansion. He revamped and he refurbished it uh, inside and out with a disco area, round bed covered in fur, showers, and even a powder room. And I'm not even going to mention uh, what the cockpit must have looked like. (laughs) Must have been been some crack there, Jimmy. (laughs) Oh, dear. I think that that is a new low ray. (laughs) That really is. So, uh, well, well, I was I... just describing the revamp and refurbishing of the jet. <laughs> so, how, how many have I got so far? Then? Favorite hangout, Jimmy Bag. <laughs> you're okay. You're on one, and you're going to stick on one. <laughs> when he, when he was a college student, he used to hang out in Bunny's Tavern where uh, the waitresses dressed up as bunnies. Later, he went on to say he picked the animal name because bunnies have a lot of jiggy-jiggy, non-stop jiggy-jimmy, as in like, at it, like rabbits. All right. I always wondered what the uh, the whole rabbit uh, playboy connection was, really, because I, I just always think of rabbits as being really cute. And eating a lot of Jimmy. carrots, and I couldn't work out what that had to do with all your cockpits and cracks and other foul and depraved things. <laughs> Jimmy, listen, actually, there's an actual type of bunny named after him. U.S. Fish and Wildlife named a type of rabbit the Sildelicus palustris hefeneri. I'll repeat it. Sildelicus palustris hefeneri, Jimmy. That sounds that absolutely is as true fantastic. As day that's in it. Wow. Wow. I'll, I'll have half a dozen, please. <laughs> Jimmy, seriously, you know, things fucking got easier. Oh, sorry, did I just say <laughs> He moved his office. He moved his office into his bedroom to make things a little bit easier, Jimmy, on him. And he started wearing those smoking jackets all day. He also wore them when he entertained people and people were disappointed if they didn't see him in pyjamas or a smoking jacket. He owned 200 custom-made smoking jackets and pyjamas, Jimmy, and he didn't wear feckin' underwear with the dirt bag, Jimmy. Mm, yeah. Yeah, well, he'd need to have a lot of them, wouldn't he? That's right. You, you know, there's always <laughs> a, a certain kind of uh, film where, uh, which you've yeah. probably seen quite a lot of, Ray, where, you know, for example... Um, uh, a nice lady around our age may have a problem with her washing machine or similar to that. And, um, you know, a, a, a tradesman who's often quite a bit younger than, than her comes around because her husband's at work, etc. Uh-huh. And before you know it, um, somehow he needs to inspect the plumbing, but in a different way than uh, possibly was intended. Now, as you will be well aware... These guys have never got any undercrackers on. Never. They, they were in jeans, which for starters must be incredibly <laughs> chafing on the top of the old John Thomas. But the other thing, too, is what the hell are they going to do if you, they do a bit of a dribble just before they knock round at Milfie's mm. house? I mean, it means they're going to have to have about 300 and... Well, not if they've got a washing machine, but I was going to say 365 pairs of Levi 501s. 
It's outrageous. I don't know why we pay our taxes, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell everybody. <laughs> Thanks to you, Hefner, Jimmy, an entire generation... <laughs> An entire generation learned to read magazines with one hand. <laughs> now, plus, a bit of odd news. The best arm wrestlers of all times, not tour wrestlers, arm wrestlers, came from that generation. Now, the burning question I want to ask everybody out there, Playboy magazine, do anyone actually really read it? It's Hefner's fault that a majority of men had to go to Specsavers, Jim, sir. <laughs> I suppose it is. <laughs> I, I never partook in the buying of them magazines, Jimmy, because I had older brothers. Yeah, and of course. And if my memory serves me well, pal, they only bought Penthouse or Hustler, and they only bought them for the articles. But technically speaking, Jimmy, yeah. it wasn't reading material. <laughs> I remember, Jimmy. <laughs> when I was getting a sneak peek of my brother's magazines hidden in the attic, through mm. or under the mattress, <laughs> I had to be very delicate when turning the pages, Jimmy. <laughs> or, or trying to unstick the pages, perhaps. My goodness. And uh, yeah, so what? You never bought those things. Well, what about Reader's Wives magazine? I mean, you know. <laughs> You confessed to that on Thanks several to all your brothers, Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, I see. The other thing, too, though, is you never actually needed to buy them. All you needed to do was get a local newspaper and stick one inside it and pay your 27 pence. <laughs> or, or so they tell me. <laughs> but how, how things have changed, Jimmy. Now... Mm. Now we hold now we hold our phones with one hand. On <laughs> <laughs> a final quote, Shakers, seriously, enough of this. Tom Foolery. As a great Irish philosopher once quoted, a picture is worth a thousand words, Jimmy. <laughs> RIP nice the one. big hef. You gotta hand it to him, Jimmy. Pivotal dirtbag. <laughs> he was indeed. He was indeed. <laughs> Enough of this shite. <laughs> <laughs> Have we got any more? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you were looking for more magazines, weren't you? <laughs> I was just looking under my wife's side of the bed to see what she had there. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, let's try and bring a bit more civilization to the episode right now. Um, as people who've listened to a long time might know, one of our great friends is the, was last year's world champion, Toe Wrestler. And he beat the, I think, 18 time champion, Alan Nasty Nash, who uh, retired as a result of Ben Total Destruction Woodruff beating him. And it was the world, the world Championship again last Saturday. And I said I wasn't going to say this before, Ray, but I've changed my mind. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alan Nasty Nash couldn't quite believe that he wasn't going to be champion anymore. So he made a sneaky return to challenge the current champ. And good old Ben won for the second consecutive time. So 
congratulations to you, Ben. And here's something that Ben recorded for us straight after the match on his on his way to the hospital. <laughs> here he is. Hello, Shakers. It's um, your favourite toe wrestler here, Ben. Total Destruction Woodroff. Just giving you all a massive thank you for listening. A massive thumbs up. Please keep listening. Remember, there's no arm in toe wrestling. Big up, Total. Congratulations. Second time champion. Absolutely delighted for you, pal. Yeah, well done. Absolutely delighted. Good Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Yeah. And if you don't know anything about this rather unusual sport, it's it's somewhat like um, arm wrestling, only only with your toes. But there, it's it's become quite a cult thing. And Ben's been on a couple of BBC radio shows this year and last year as well. He's been in the uh, the New York Post as well, Ray. Not to mention the Guardian. So uh, check out toe wrestling. It's something. It's a sport, as Ben says. That is totally inclusive. It totally inclusive. Uh, it doesn't matter what your age is, what your gender is. Well, it does actually, because they only have two categories. But why not give it a go? Get in touch with us if you want any more information about Ben, or you could try to follow him on Twitter as well. Uh, World Toe Wrestling Federation. Yeah, absolutely delighted. Been total destruction. Congratulations. Super. Well done. Good skills, pal. Yep, indeed. So. Uh, you know, talking about friends of ours, it's it's been quite a while, Ray, since uh, we heard from Greg, wasn't it? I'm trying to think, what what was Greg up to last time that we heard from him? Was it was that to the no time? Good. Well, he was up to no good. I think I think it was the time when he he got arrested. Um, was it with the father? Uh, yeah, I think it was yeah, when he was with the good father, the good priest. Yeah, he caught Father mm-hmm. Father O'Flaherty and uh, and Mrs. O'Leary in the bushes making strange noises and had to explain mm-hmm. himself. I think that was it, anyway. But yeah, Greg got, Greg got in touch with me a couple of weeks ago. He, he likes to tell me what he's been up to and things like that. Yeah, it seems that Greg was quite excited. He'd been invited to a party and. You know, Hansi records most of his parties anyway, so uh, with the help of Hackett Technologies, he sent us a bit of audio. So it's lovely pampas grass. Oh, I hope this box of Cadbury's milk tray will be an appropriate gift for Hansi's party. Mr Patellin's shop indicated that milk tray is the best outlay of £12 when when you're going to someone's party. Uh, Hey, Hope, who's that big fellow at the door dressed up like a penguin? Uh, Excuse me, sir. Could you kind of confirm if this is indeed the correct location for Hans's social gathering? If your name's not on the list, you're not coming in, Flower. It's okay, Otto. He's a friend of mine. Do you have a mask, sir? It's traditional for our first-time visitors. Uh, a mask? You're referring to facial coverings like those used in the COVID-19 pandemic? I wasn't informed about this detail. My preparation only extended to chocolates. Well, make your way in. You can borrow this, yeah, but no stains on it. You got that? Hey, Greg, my main man. Welcome to the party. Uh, Onzi, I'm detecting an unusual herbal aroma in the air. Additionally, I've observed that many individuals are attired in noticeably abbreviated clothing. Is there a specific reason for either of these things? It's a masquerade ball, Greg. It's a fancy dress ball and we're raising the heat. Uh, uh, okay, Omzi. I don't know how you can afford to do that with the energy crisis and the recent upsurge in gas prices. 
I, I might eventually find my decision to wear an Aaron sweater, cargo pants and hiking boots to be somewhat ill-advised. Wait, is that Mrs. O'Leary over there? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you knew her. She's over there with Barbara. Barbara's uh, a model. Don't models usually wear more clothing than that? Actually, she looks a bit cold. Depends what kind of magazines they're in. Anyway, those two are going to be busy for the next hour or so, but I'll introduce you to a good friend of mine. The box of chocolates is a nice touch there, Greg. Everyone looks so strangely enigmatic and elegant. I hope my attempts to blend in harmoniously are not in vain. Well, hello there, handsome stranger. Fancy showing me your moves? Moves? Oh, well, I would, but I'm, I'm not much of a dancer, you see. Nonsense. You're a newbie like me. No one will know who we are. You can express yourself however you want to with your body. Waiter, can I have another bottle of champagne, please? Okay, I I certainly will attempt to fit in. Uh, what's your name? Shh, shush. No names, no drills. Unless you'd like to give me a good drill. Uh, yeah, I've got a Bosch GBH 2-26 at home. It's a, a, a dual-function device. Uh, I've always found it very steadfast and dependable. You can choose, if you want, to, to drill or screw with it. Either suits me. Why don't you come with me and we can have a seat? Hansi was talking about a spit roast. Fancy it? Oh, I could do with a bite to eat, yes. I, I think it'd be ill-mannered to eat my own chocolates. Oh, OK. Uh, I think you accidentally touched me thigh with your seemingly PVC black glove. Oh, come on. Don't be shy. You can call me Sapphire. Y- your voice sounds very familiar. Uh, Sapphire, uh, why are you rubbing my bottom? Hold on. You're Emily. Blooming heck. Greg? Well, well, well. I guess our paths were destined across again. After that disastrous date, no hard feelings on my part. But I was hoping you might. What a peculiar and unexpected thing to say. Why would anyone wish to feel disapproved of? Maybe it's blooming heck. I think that's my erstwhile absent MP, Nadine Gorris. And who was it she just spanked with that riding crop? Was it Father O'Flaherty? There's a very good chance it was. We all call him fit and money's off duty. Is, is that Russell Crowe talking to Barbara and Ray Mack? Wait, that's you, Edwards, my favourite newsreader. Oh, I do like his swimming trunks. I guess he's just going into the jacuzzi. I think that, yeah, that looks like Vigella Rick Rocks over there with uh, Liam Neeson. And, and me old headmistress, Mrs Drinkwater, over there seems to be sitting on a man who resembles Tom Cruise from Cocktail. I bet she could tell one or two. Eh, I do wish I'd bought me camera for me celebrity scrapbook. No! <laughs> the bloke at the door. <laughs> if you're not on the list, you're not getting in, Flower. But, you know, he, as ever, he survived and he held his own. And, um... <laughs> do you remember that old advertisement? Which Milk one? tray. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all because, all the, because lady the lady loves, loves milk, milk tray. tray. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Our Greg. He always has a few twicks up his sleeve, Jim. <laughs> oh, he does. Right, he does. <laughs> and I think what we'll do from there is on the subject of social gatherings, let's go over to see what our friend, uh, well, your friend, Ray, I think, uh, Kelvin Spacey has got organised for us. And um, it's looking like a big lads' night out in Istanbul. 
Hi, my name's Kelvin Spacey, actor, philanthropist, and celebrity fan of Black Milkshake Comedy Pubcast since the day I met Ray Mack at the Brutus Himmler Institute of Psychiatology in Beltsville, Maryland last month. I've lived in the UK for a long time now, but I've been on the lookout for a new challenge for a while, and that's why Yorma persuaded me to launch a branch of the Kelvin Spacey Foundation in Istanbul, Turkey, to encourage youth involvement in the arts. I'll be over in November for the launch, but at the moment, my friends Hugh and Philip are working around the cock to provide grants to individuals and organizations to help young people study the arts. So why not give it a go? It'll give a whole new meaning to your life. And if that doesn't float your boat, why not meet up with me and the boys in James Joyce Irish Pub, Istanbul, on Thursday, November 19th. Entrance is free. Black Milkshake, best posts of the week. Posts of the week, Shakers, come in from Dolores Hunt in County Wicklow, Ireland. After a tiring day, a commuter settled down into his seat and closed his eyes. As the train rolled out of the station, a woman sitting next to him pulled out her mobile phone. She started talking in a very, very loud voice. Hi, sweetheart, it's Sue. Yes, I'm on the choo-choo train. Yes, I know it's the 6.30 and not 4.30. But I had a very long meeting, darling. No, honey, not with that Kevin from the accounting office. It was with the boss, darling. No, no, sweetheart. You're the only one in my life. Yes, I'm sure. Cross my heart. Five minutes later, she was still talking loudly. When the bloke sitting next to her, he had enough. He leaned over and he said into the phone, Sue, for feck's sake, hang up the phone and come back to bed, darling. (laughs) Jimmy, (laughs) Sue doesn't use her mobile phone in public any longer, pal. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. (laughs) So, we went from Bugsy before, but as he would say, that's all, folks. Next week... We've got Morgan Freeman in again, talking about the arts and literature, in fact. And Norma, if you remember her from Licky End, finds herself on the telly with some rather unexpected and possibly unwanted results. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thanks for all your support, Shakers. Send your armor or me a message. Tell us what you're up to. And please send us all your funny travel stories about being misunderstood abroad uh, when you were trying to speak in that foreign language yes and also please follow black milkshake comedy podcast on facebook and give us a review on apple give us five stars on spotify but most importantly uh share the link that you're listening to right now so that more people can hear about us Special thanks to Hackett Technologies, Tim Hallam, Joan O'Rourke, Jamie T. Murphy, James Joyce, Irish Pop, Istanbul, Pro Radio UK, Eamon McAndrew. Until next Friday, Shakers, good skills. Good skills. Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormer Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023